This is Viewpoint on Rock 98.5. If you have missed any part of Viewpoint and want more information, please visit rock985.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Rock 98.5 and Hoosier AM FM radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Viewpoint as we do something that we haven't been able to do for a while because of the COVID-19 situation, and that's get in touch with some of our state legislators. Today we're talking with State Senator Jim Buck. And, Jim, this is this has been a whirlwind the last few months, hasn't it? Well, it has, and it's always nice to talk to you. Usually it's uh, more fun talking to you uh, face-to-face, but I will tell you I'm about fed up with doing zoom conference calls yeah about about how many of those you have to do a day (laughs) oh gee it's not every day but uh there's been times where it's been four or five in a week and uh but you do what you got to do to stay in touch uh with the legislature this year of course it was the short session so that's probably a good thing uh you wrapped up a little bit before uh, everything kind of broke loose as far as the lockdown and everything, right? Yes, we did. Uh, We got done March 11th. Normally, we have to be done March 15th, but uh, we had um, a couple things. One, the calendar, the way it fell, we'd have to come back on a Monday. Plus, then there was a huge conference in Indianapolis uh, that booked most of the hotel rooms, and a lot of us were being kicked out so time-wise it just made it better to get done a little early what did you think of this session of the legislature as a whole well i think it was very productive um we we didn't get into um a lot of issues that would give i think most people pause we did a lot of correcting uh especially in education uh, trying to straighten those things out um, uh, as far as teacher evaluation, uh, same way with some of the uh, school evaluations. We postponed that or turned that some of that over to the State Board of Education. Um, fortunately, fortunately, we didn't bust into our um, rainy day fund or our reserves. Uh, there were a number of bills that was uh, introduced that would have depleted that considerably. Uh, we held firm and uh, kept the um, little over $2 billion in reserve. Um, no one knew at that time the kind of emergency we would face. We're losing over a million dollars a day just in revenue from the sale of uh, different forms of petroleum, whether it's gas or diesel, whatever it may be. And uh, we're well over a billion dollars short in revenue stream from our income tax and sales tax. So um, we, um, we're facing some real difficult choices uh, this coming budget year, which is next year. But, um, Compared to other states, uh, Indiana held held its um, money, and I think we're going to be much better off for it. You talking about the rainy day fund there, and probably having to dip into that? Yeah, yes. Um, a lot of states don't have that. In fact, one of the big fights on the Hill right now, and I'm one of the signers uh, that requested uh, Congress not do it, 
is bail out some of these states that's been so fiscally irresponsible. Because what most people don't realize, uh, those individuals that live within fiscally responsible states are going to end up taking their federal tax dollars and bailing out these states that have been so fiscally irresponsible, like Illinois, California, New Jersey, New York. And um, I realize the, the politics of it, but financially, uh, Indiana taxpayers shouldn't be penalized with their hard-earned money going to somebody that really didn't care about the bottom line. We're talking with State Senator Jim Buck on this edition of Viewpoint as uh, we've kind of switched phones around. Uh, we kept uh, having disconnections, etc. so we decided to go another way. And Jim sounds a little bit different on this one. Jim, you doing all right? We're doing good. All right. Enjoy time together. Uh, why don't you talk about this session? Uh, are there any bills of particular that were of particular interest to you during the session that uh, you uh, really followed a little bit heavier than some of the others? Well, I chair local government, so there uh, a good number of bills came before my committee. But um, the ones we were following uh, had to do with annexation. We pass those every year in the Senate, uh, but they normally got, got killed in the House. And uh, so we're going to keep trying to make the annexation issue more equitable to both property owners and to other units of government, because they're usually, those units of government are impacted negatively fiscally. So... Um, Legislation sometimes is a grinding process. You just have to keep at it. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. But I said on tax and fiscal, we had a lot of issues relative to taxes. Um, who was going to be able to have, like, local funding for specific projects, things of that nature. Um, they're pretty diverse. Um but those are the things that I usually keep pretty good tabs on. A lot of folks are talking about the cell phone bill and uh, not being able to, basically going hands-free with your cell phones in your vehicles now. How easy or hard of a process was that? Well, it was um, pretty convoluted to begin with. Uh, everybody, I think, took um, heart to what the state police, uh, Doug Carter, our superintendent of state police, he testified in committee. His pleading was um, uh, strong, to say the least, as was other law enforcement. Um, so many accidents are caused while uh, utilizing the phone and distracted drivers. But um, like all technology, uh, as it went through the process, it evolved because different technology can accommodate cell phone use, even though it's hands-free. And so what we ended up doing, it's still hands-free, but you're able to um, type into it. In other words, um, if it's where uh, your hands are still uh, available uh, for um, 
utilizing your phone, if it's held in the container, uh, those type things. And some phones, like your star system, um, oh, there's another one out there. I can't recall the name, Rod, but um, you can still do it. And so we there's got to be an adaptation period. So even though law enforcement recognizes people aren't going to have adapted to it, we've suspended anything of points until July 1 of 2021. But uh, those states that have done it, they've witnessed a, a great reduction in accidents caused while being distracted. It brought up interesting comments. Um, as you know, I drive Indianapolis quite a bit. I've watched people have a book on the steering wheel reading while they're driving. That's still legal. <laughs> I've watched people put lipstick on and eyeshadow. Um, that's still legal. So it opens up a whole can of worms. Um, what can you and can't you do in the comforts of your own vehicle? And libertarians, all of us that want government to leave us alone, uh, that was um, that was a hard building to deal with. We're talking with State Senator Jim Buck as uh, we uh, move into uh, some of the some of the COVID nineteen stage. How do you think the governor and Dr. Christina Box and others have handled this situation? Well, uh, originally everybody was panicked, including some governors in uh, certain states. Um, our governor was very open to any of the legislative comments. Um, uh, I had I had a problem with uh, just, for instance, a small thing like barber shops. The barber shop I go to, the chairs are six feet apart or more. Uh, I'm more than willing to sit in my truck uh, when time's ready to get my hair cut. They could call me on my cell phone. Um, I could go into Walmart or Sam's or Myers or Target, hundreds of people, and that's okay. The big hang-up for all of us was the term of essential and non-essential. Um, it's been a long time, even though I don't have much hair left, Rob, uh, <laughs> but I felt like I was going back to the 70s when long hair was in style. <laughs> so, but the governor, I think, has done a great job um, because it's uh, it's a very gradual uh, relaxation. Uh, locals, I've tried to advise my locals, don't get too far out from the governor because his advisories uh, and people he consults with really are at the forefront of it. And so as long as uh, local officials, whether it's the commissioners or mayors, or town uh, boards and so forth, stay um, stay in tune with the governor because he's he's getting high praises from other governors. Uh, it's been an interesting. My brother, one brother, lives in South Dakota, and uh, they've never had uh, a closure. It's been open the whole time, but it's so sparsely populated uh, that uh, they don't have the problem like some of the overpopulated areas have. As we continue on, of course, uh, again, tax revenue is down. You talked about that earlier. Uh, 
Is the rainy day fund going to be enough to help us out? Do you think there might have to be some raising of taxes somewhere, or what What are you thinking about that? Well, one of the things the governor has done, and I think he did that a couple weeks ago, um, he sent out a request to um, all department heads to reduce their budgets by or expenditures by 15%. Um, he knows we're going to have a hard time in the next budget cycle. Uh, we can't let that uh, rainy day fund. Some people told me, said, Jim, get into that. It's storming out there. Well, you can't use it all. That's the problem because you can weather one storm, but if there's another right on the back of it, then you have nothing. And so the governor has recognized that. He's reducing departmental spending. And um, we're, we're going to get through this like we did before under Mitch Daniels. Um, he can, the governor, can move funds around um, in order to make some of the more critical departments still have the necessary funding. And then when we go into session, it's going to be very hard for people that want money from the uh, budget to be able to secure it because uh, we're going to have to be funding some of these, again, the word comes out, very essential uh, government spending programs. But we'll get, through, we'll get through the budget. It'll be a difficult one, but um, we're going to know a lot more between now and, and the uh, beginning of the session, uh, January of next year, as it relates to the... Uh, coronavirus and any other thing that comes down the pipe. You talked about Zoom earlier. Are basically committees still meeting only via Zoom? Is that is that the uh, uh, way they're going right now? Well, we haven't got into summer study committees yet. That's still normally we don't do those until the latter part of July or August uh, because we have to have our report in to the Legislative Council by November 1st. And uh, so those meetings that are taking place right now are really very small numbered, and we are doing social distancing. And um, if anybody feels uh, a concern, um, they can call in and we can conference call them. But uh, if you're in good health and don't feel threatened by meeting in a socially distant manner, um, we can still have those meetings. But by and large, most of the meetings that require large numbers, they're doing it by Zoom or teleconference calls. Jim, we appreciate your time and uh, have fun the rest of this summer as far as what's going on. Uh, hopefully by the end of summer we're a little bit farther along with the uh, back on track plan and uh, moving forward. That's right. It's um, one of the ironies of all of this is that when we had the pandemic in the early 1900s, uh, one of the best given advices then to help get outdoors in the sunshine. Because COVID only survives in sunshine one hour. So I'm always encouraged to see all these people walking outdoors, uh, again, around my own neighborhood, getting that sunshine. That's very healthy for us, not to mention the fresh air. 
love my home, but I want to get out, Rob. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. State Senator Jim Buck with us on Viewpoint. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Rob. All the best. Stay well. This has been Viewpoint on Rock 98.5. If you have missed any part of Viewpoint, visit rock985.com to hear it in its entirety. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Rock 98.5 and Hoosier AM FM radio.